morning, Ernie Go Podcast. Chris, what's up? Uh, you know, a lot. We got, you know, we've we've been busy again. Um, busy. and here we are again for another another Wednesday podcast. We we missed last week because you were on the road doing some special cool stuff. Right. A lot of cool stuff. So uh, we got Alex on. I was on Alex's podcast some time ago. Just had a blast. So I wanted to get him on here. And there so we we'll interview him in a second. So welcome, Alex. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. So we're going to get through and do some business real quick. But last week, uh, wow, we were up in Idaho. Um, and Chris, you know that we, we actually lived in Idaho. I went to school there. And then uh, we lived there for a dozen years. And it's, it's hard to believe when we left in 2010, late 2010, who would ever guess that, you know, a huge company like, you know, rag company, they were around back then, just nobody knew about them. And, yep. then, you know, the, the, uh, they started building it up and look what they've become. So we were up there with team PNS. We introduced, uh, our new PNS off-road line. And then also something really exciting is we excited, we introduced a new 50 millimeter bottle of legend. And so, uh, the, uh, the 30 mil is still available. This is just a pro version. Uh, it comes, it's not all packaged. It's for those that are going to do, you know, if you're doing a full-size truck and you're, you're it, it's hard to get through it with 30 mil, especially I, I like my coatings on a little thicker. So we heard that back from a lot of people. So we went with the new 50 mil. So it's really exciting. Now, something that everybody has asked us about, the cool red bottle versus the brown bottle. What's changed? Nothing on the product's changed. Uh, in the modern day times, guess what? Shortages are everywhere, and we simply can't get our hands on red bottles. Uh, yeah, so, pretty, pretty much take what you can get these days. It's clear, brown, blue, whatever you've got, you better jump on it. The good, the good news is the, the coating's not brown. Coating's not brown. Same, <laughs> same. Uh, the coating's never been red. It's always been clear. Uh, but the bottles just are impossible to get right now. So we have to have a steady flow of bottles and so we have gone over to the brown for a uh for indefinite time until we can get the red again in serious commodities and we were ordering these things at, by the thousands and we still can't get them and so we just uh we introduced it and the regular uh 30 mil bottle is going to also be brown probably here shortly if it's not already uh so kind of expect that um last week so you know introducing the being up at rag company Man, meeting, I'll tell you, meeting the people, just being around the industry and just meeting people and people online, that was probably the most valuable thing that we did was the people part of it. And going and, and being at dinner with people in a relaxed environment, you're not online and you don't have all the you know nuances of online chatter uh, and opinions about other people. These were just great people. Uh, vendors and detailing professionals alike. It was really cool to be a part of it. And then uh, I went up, uh, my kids, two of my kids were born in Idaho, and they pretty much came out of the womb and had skis on them. And so uh, I went back up uh, to Sunday. I try to get there once or twice a year and ski. And uh, Carlos uh, Garcia down at Uber Detailing uh, in, in uh, Corona, California, one of our distributors, just started skiing last season at 38 years old and uh i told him last year if he got into it i'd take him up to sun valley and then jody uh, cedric with road fs he lives in idaho so on friday carlos and i went up to uh, thursday night went up to sun valley we skied friday uh carlos did fantastic it's a pretty big mountain anybody that doesn't know it's one of the more premier 
mountain resorts in, in all of North America, and if not the world. Uh, even this, this will be pay tribute to Carlos. Our daughter, which was raised on that mountain, she was just up there a couple months ago too, and she said, man, Dad, I forgot just how hardcore that mountain is. So uh, Carlos did great, you know, second-year skier. Uh, Jody joined us on Saturday. Uh, we took we took Carlos for a warm-up. Uh, Jody's a great skier. Took Carlos for a warm-up, and then we wanted to go take him up the gondola because the gondola's got two ways down. It's got a nice, you know, easy Carlos Carlos kind of keep it mellow way down, and it's got a little more, not, not anything black diamond or anything. Uh, but to Carlos, the other way down would be like triple, double hell, black diamonds, right? <laughs> well, we didn't know it. We didn't look at the map. We were just excited to get on the gondola, and the easy way down was closed. Uh-oh. <laughs> so the double, the double black hill from hell was uh, one of two ways down. You get back in the gondola and go down. Well, Carlos is a pretty adventurous guy. And he got down it, and he only stumbled one time, minor, minor. I mean, really, he was going two miles an hour maybe. And the rest of the way, he made it. And it was, uh, I'll have to post a picture up. It's a pretty steep hill. And especially when there's not, when there's spring skiing and there's not a lot of snow to mellow that incline out, it kind of does this at the top. And so uh, we had a lot of fun. So, so Chris, I'm going to let you uh, do the official introduction of uh, Alex here, and then we'll jump into it, Alex. Cool. Well, if, if you guys couldn't tell already, um, our special guest today is Alex Russell. He is the owner of Detail Solutions Auto Spa out in uh, Sanford, Florida. And uh, he's going to have to remind me in a bit where Sanford is uh, in relation to other places. But um, he's also the host of the Detail Solutions podcast. And, uh, you know, I know he's wearing his podcast shirt right now. You know, at Mo Mobile Tech, uh, we had a good time with those shirts and there was a little bit of a uh uh what was it kind of a we did a scavenger hunt scavenger hunt that's right that's the word i was looking for for those shirts so that was fun um and then uh alex is also a very active member of the pain assassins uh facebook group yes so um you know anyway and uh renny i know one thing the two of you have in common that you guys have talked about before is you're both huge van halen fans so and he's got a he's got a really cool polisher that's done up in the uh you know, as a, a you know, a tribute to Van Halen with the uh, what do they call that pattern? Do they have a name for it? It's just the stripe pattern. The stripe yeah. pattern. Yeah. Hey, if you ever put that thing up to bid for auction for a charity, I can almost guarantee you, I know who's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. I, I, man, I I'll tell you what. When I first did it, uh, um, one of my buddies was like, "Dude, I never thought about that. I want to send you all three of my polishers, and can you do the red, black, and white, the black and white, and the black and yellow?" And I was like, "No, it was a pain in the butt just doing mine." <laughs> right. Well, I think it's cool, man. And anyway, yeah. Yeah. We we have a younger group that might not know who Van Halen is. And I know. Shame on I know. you. Shame on you. Yeah. You do not know what you're missing. I know. Just you know, I mean, it's there's so many. Matter of fact, this is Alex. This is and maybe you're going to beat me on this, but there's two bands, uh, three bands that I'm really crazy about. Van Halen's one of them, and I got an announcement. I think it was last year, at the end of the year, that I was a top three percent Van Halen fan. Oh um, wow! Why? So I listened to a little bit of Van Halen. Oingo Boingo is the uh, the other one, and then uh, Zap and Rogers. What a difference! Because yeah. some people don't even know who Zap and Rogers are, but uh, and then the other my I think my top five was. Uh, Van Halen, uh, Oingo Boingo, Zapp and Rogers. Um, oh man, there's there's some good ones. Um, 
some really, really eclectic, you know, I like old funk music, you know. Have, have you have you gotten into Wolf's music yet? I, a little bit. I have. He's he's killer. Yes, he he's is. killer. I, I got a chance to see him here in Orlando um, last year and put on a phenomenal show. That's uh, I'd love to do it. And I love the fact that I think he's really upped his game since his dad died. You yeah, know, he, yeah. I, think, I think he took the passion and just said, I'm going to run. This is going to be my dad's legacy. You yeah. know, is, is I think yeah. that's pretty cool. You know, as a fan, we watched him grow up and stuff, but it was pretty. I'll, I'll share this. And we're going off completely, but this I is. Know. I know. <laughs> so one of my friends was a really odd guy, you know, Scott, and and everybody discounted him. He's a little tiny guy, and I'm I'm not tall. So when I say tiny, he's you know jockey sized guy, right? Right, right. Scott was the when I met him, he's a long hair rocker dude. He's three years older than me. I'm a freshman in high school. He damn near got me kicked out of high school because I ditched so much with him my freshman year. <laughs> but as when he graduated, he kept saying he knew everybody. Oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. And we're like, yeah, right. Well, so one day I get a call from him and uh, he goes, hey, man, I got I've got tickets to Van Halen. You want to go? And I'm still in high school. Right. right. I lose my mind. Well, we get there and he'd been telling me that he knew David Lee Roth. Right. I'm like, yeah, whatever, Scott. Well, he did. So we go to the concert and we start out backstage. What? And of course, these guys are partying. Right. And I'm yeah. like 16, nothing. So I can't partake, and I wasn't into it anyway. So they were super chill, super cool. Scott had been out. He'd been following the L.A. tour. You know, he'd been there. And so they had this thing happen the night before, and it's a gesture with your mouth. I won't repeat it because it's a little vulgar. So we're like third row center. David Lee Roth's coming out on a, on an outstage, you know, on a ramp. Yeah. It's out there. And they get into a song, and they're taping, they're taping the concert live. And – Scott does this 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 vulgar thing with his mouth, and David Lee Roth, as he's singing, giggles. Well, it's in the, the live song today, and I lost Scott 18 years ago. He died. Oh man! And every time I hear the song, I, I Scott's alive because we go back to that concert so many years ago when David Lee Roth giggled seeing Scott do that. Yeah. Whatever that, it was kind of stupid. <laughs> it was funny to all of them. So there's my one Van Halen. And we got backstage for 20, 30 minutes after the concert. Uh, because I was at underage, I got kicked out. Uh, Scott, being the friend he is, left me. So <laughs> yeah. Van and I would have done the same thing. Right, right. I'm sitting out there in Los Angeles, you know, trying to figure out what, where the hell, how the hell I'm going to get home. And uh, Scott shows up a couple hours later. There's my Van Halen story. That's awesome. That's that's a better Van Halen story than I got. I don't know how anything. Really, I mean, it was you know I like to think you know I definitely you know made an impact on on me, but you know they wouldn't remember me you know for yeah yeah. I remember when Twitter when uh, Facebook and Instagram all started up. Michael Anthony posted something up, and I thought I'm going to go in there and make a comment because he's a Porsche guy. Nope, nothing. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. You know, come on. Didn't have all this extra sharp right, paste. Right. So, hey, so, you know, I, I'm really excited to have you on, man. I think you're one of the young guns of the industry that's doing a lot of positive. I appreciate I appreciate you say young guns. I just turned 49 last month, so like two weeks ago. Really? So thanks, thanks for, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. You, you're Chris, you look young, though. You look great. You Thank look you. Great. Yeah, still yeah we're, we're we're all getting up there, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a little shout out for Rennie. Yesterday was his birthday, so. Oh, that's you know, right, yeah. Happy belated birthday. Happy belated, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm one of those guys, man. 
I was talking to one of my mentors yesterday, called me up and, and he's the same well, I, I just like getting older. I don't mind. I yeah. mean, what's, what's the choice? You could find, I got friends that are like, Oh dude, you know, I mean, you know, I try to take care of myself. Right. But, uh, I, I just don't mind. I just don't yeah. mind, you know, so it's, it's pretty cool. So, um, before we get started too, I just wanted to let you guys know, you guys know I'm big into make, making myself notes every quarter. You can see mine's open, uh, five tasks. I nailed three of them, was semi-successful semi at one of them, and failed on one of them completely. And, and I'm really embarrassed at myself to say that I failed at one of them. So guess what? Guess what's number one on the list going in for next quarter? And guess what? I'm not going to fail on this time, and I'm going to do better on the other one. But the good news is three of them are off the list. They're done. There you go. I don't have to put them up anymore. So. That really works. So if you haven't making a note to yourself every quarter and holding yourself responsible, you need to start doing it. So um, cool. So here we go, guys. So what got you into business? What, Alex? What what made you say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in and be self-employed"? Uh, I kind of got pushed out of the nest, so to speak. Um, so you know, most people know my my career started in '95 at the car wash. I worked my way into the detail shop, worked my way into management, ended up running locations around the central Florida area for 20 plus years. And the last car wash company that I worked for, I had managed to get into, like I made my own, made my own position because I didn't want to be a manager. I didn't want to work the 60 hours a week. I wanted to have that, that family time, right? Like that work life balance kind of deal. And, uh, so I worked myself into a position where I was I was in charge of the detail shops and the sales for the car wash on the car wash side for two locations, and it was a way for me to get paid management money um, because it was percentage based off of how well the car wash and the detail shops did and and managing the car the detail shops. Um, so the owners of the company said, "We've been we've been bought out." you know, so to speak, you know, Mr. Car Wash pulled up with a dump truck load of money and I can't fault them for, you know, taking the keys of the dump truck to the bank. Um, I didn't want to go back to being a manager for this new company. I didn't want to go back to 60 hours a week or whatever. Um, I had started to learn what, you know, I mean, we were still doing the old school rotary polishing, you know, slap a glaze on it, whatever. And we had started getting into paint correction and things like that. I had started, you know, pushing the car wash to do that. Um, so yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, it, I went to my wife and I said, Hey, look, I think I can do this. I have enough clients at the car wash that'll come with me and, you know, I can start out and seven years later, here I am. Wow. That's what year was that? What year did you, uh, so it was right at the end of 2016. Um, if I remember correctly, or no, maybe it might've been the end of 2015. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was in October. Um, yeah, I, w I went to work, uh, I went to work the last day for the, for the company. It was a Tuesday. I remember it. Um, I got fired because, you know, I was supposed to come back and get rehired the next day for the other car. And I just never showed up. I took Wednesday off and Thursday I was in a shop working on cars. Wow. So, you know, as, as this last week with Carlos, we're talking about facing fear, you know, mm -hmm. and fear is such an, um, such an amazing emotion 
you know, because fear can really, uh, it can save you, you know, yeah. from a lot of things. And it can also really hunk you up, right? And so at that point, what was the fear factor? I mean, were you pretty like gung-ho and, and on it? Or was there a part like going, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> a little a little bit of both. So I was, I was very lucky that, um, so one of our clients at the car wash was a little used car dealership that was around the corner. And, and we were doing like, you know, $100 wash and wax, you know, interior wipe downs for them because they would bring us like 20 cars a week or something like that. Um, so when I had made that decision that I wasn't going to go, I mean, it wasn't kind of like a day and night thing. The owners, I had, I had known them and, and worked for them for many years, kind of on and off. And, um, you know, they, they took all of us management out like a month and a half ahead of time and, you know, kind of gave us the scoop. So it gave me time to make that decision, figure it out. And one of the things that my, my boss, who was, you know, I mean, we were friends, you know, he told me, he said, listen, if you're really not going to come back and you're really going to start your own detail shop, he said, take from now till then and just let everybody know that you're going to start your own. The, the new car wash company didn't do details. So it wasn't like I was stealing clients or, or anything. Right. So this little used car dealership, I went to them and I said, look, I'm starting my own thing. The car wash isn't going to be doing them anymore. You know, would you guys be willing to stick with me? And so they were kind of the saving grace because they said yes. And when they asked me where I was looking for a place, I said, I don't know. I haven't found anything yet. And they said, well, we have a 30,000 square foot warehouse. Why don't you just rent space from us? That way we don't have to drive cars to and from. You just take them either off the lot or from the, the, the little mechanic guy that they had and, you know, do it like that. So I started with guaranteed work. And, and then from there it was, you know, we started doing the hundred dollar deals and, you know, I was making, you know, thousand dollars, a couple thousand dollars a week from them to, then they wanted a little bit more. So we had to, you know, fix the pricing for a little bit more. I had to bring a couple of guys in to work with me and things of that nature. So yeah, there was a lot of fear in it, but thankfully it was, you know, I kind of hit the ground running with it. You know, I didn't have to like, you know, where's my, where's my next job going to come from kind of deal. Well, you set yourself up nice that because that was, uh, oh, yeah. was, that was cool with you. Right. I mean, yeah. That was, yeah. That was a good one. And, and, and I'm going to give this back to you and them is, you know, one of the pillars, you know, I call everything, you know, yep. the, 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 a triangle, you know, a, a uh, pyramid and, relationships are at the, 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 the top of that. And it sounds to me like you had built up a solid relationship with these owners and they were in turn taking care of you is that yep. you were an honorable guy. And I think with honor comes opportunity and you're, you're living proof of it right there. That's cool. Yep. What a, I, I never heard that story before. So that that's really cool. Um, so, so, you know, you're relatively, you're not new to business because you manage a lot of bigger businesses, right? right yeah, exactly. A small business, let's even talk, you know, one-man shop, two-man shops, mom-and-pop, mainstream America businesses. That's what most of us are. Yeah. What are we uh, What are we getting right? What do, you, what do you think, like, you know, looking around, you're like, you know what, the industry, whatever, however you want to look at it. I like to go and put, and I always have, um, twist to my businesses from service, other service businesses like restaurant businesses. Yeah. Especially something like that that's really hot, you know, center center point on, on service. So what do you what do you see that 
the small, you know, mom and pop businesses are doing right right now. Man, well, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, from what I did, I was very fortunate that, you know, everybody kind of has this, this idea or this image of, of car washes, right. Of just kind of being bums or whatever. Um, luckily for me that the car washes, most of the car washes that I ran were in really nice country club style, um, areas here in central Florida. So, you know, the, the owners of the one that eventually I, I ended up leaving, like they came from the country club, you know, lifestyle. They were, they, you know, amateur golfers and, you know, things like that. So we, we presented ourselves very, you know, high class, you know, customer service was super important. Um, you know, it wasn't just kind of like, well, sorry, we damaged your car kind of deal. I mean, we went above and beyond, even if you could tell the part was already broken and he went through the car wash and just ripped it off all the way. Right. So I think that helped me with going into my own because I had already had this level of customer service that I was expected to give. And, and, and growing up, I, I, I credit my parents, you know, teaching me to be a good person growing up and, you know, you get, you get what you give, you know, you treat people right, you know, kind of the golden rule deal. Um, so I think that helped me a lot with my clients because a lot of my clients to this day are friends, right? Like they, they ask about my wife, they ask about my daughter, they ask about my daughter's cheerleading, you know, they ask about whatever. And it's just because of the way that I treated them, you know, that we built this bond and we just, you know, like I know their family, they know my family. Um, and especially some of them that followed me from the car wash. So like, you know, these are people I've been dealing with for way longer than just the seven years I've opened. Um, the other thing I think I kind of got, I mean, I, I guess maybe helped me get right was, you know, and I was talking about that this morning with um, a friend of mine, you know, he, you know, everybody says detail season is coming. Detail season is coming. Uh, Florida, I don't think we have detail season. Season. I think it's detail season all year, but there's waves. There's highs and lows in Florida. And I always... Yeah. I always saw that in the car wash. We would have our busy times. We'd have our slow times. And when I left on my own, I was able to say like, okay, you know, if it follows, this is when I should be busy. This is when I should be low, you know, back up again. And, and it did, it followed those trends. So I was able to know, like make hay when I can, because Hey, next month might be a down month. And I know if I can make hay now, I can survive these couple of down months to get back to make hay again. Um, so that's some of the things that I think I, I got right taking from my knowledge of, you know, another business. That's cool. So, um, on the flip side of this, and this is, um, I, you know, service businesses and I think we're in trouble right now. Yeah. The service businesses. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's not our fault. We can't find help, man. I think that's a bad excuse because you go in. It's, it's got to adjust everything. If you can't find help, then you've got to, you know, you've got to adjust some. What do you see that service? What, what, what's business is not getting quite right in your mind right now that you would love to, to grab the owners and say, look it, you know, you need to do this. Yeah. And, and it would make your life so much better. Is there something that kind of pops out to you? And, and by the way, man, I'm throwing, Alex, you didn't want notes. I know. I didn't. I didn't. I love this because this, I know. Is, that, this is what I loved about your show is we're just kind of raw. And so we're going yeah. raw. Man, you know, this is yeah. cool. So 
what do you see that you'd like to grab, you know, these business owners and just sh a little gentle shake to wake them up a little bit? Well, again, I, you know, again, I can I feel like I can only, you know, reply to detailing because, you know, even my old boss will call me and he'll ask me things about the car wash. And I have to tell him, like, I don't pay attention to the car wash anymore. Like, you know, I'm not in a restaurant industry to know restaurant. But as far as detail goes, I think um, some of the detailers maybe the issue that they're having or, or things is, is the ego, right? Like, you know, we all want to be, you know, the best, the baddest, the, the whatever, but I think egos get into play with it. And especially in detailing, you know, if you're starting out as a one man band or one man shop, one woman shop, whatever. Right. And then now you get to a point to where you need to bring people on. But if you don't have the right mindset to grow, right? Like you're, you're, you have to grow out of necessity. You're not scaling to grow. Right. And that's what I think is, is, you know, you try to hire somebody in, but you don't have the abilities to coach or train or manage. Um, you're going to lose employees or you're not going to get people to stick around for very long. And, and that's where I feel, you know, again, some detailers, they're just, used to kind of only working for themselves or by themselves. They have the mentality of, you know, if you don't like it, then, you know, get the F out, you know, whatever. Um, and I think that's the thing that, that stunts people from growing. Um, and, and it's, you know, you, if you're going to scale to grow, you have to learn yourself how to be a better manager or a better role model or a better trainer. Boy, I'll tell you, amen. Well said. You know, I go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was going to jump in real quick. You know, one of the things I see, <clears throat> it's loosely related to customer service, um, but I think is a, a mistake here in our industry is, you know, people make their businesses seem a lot bigger than they actually are. Yeah. You know, the by using the words we and keeping their face out of the pictures and stuff like that. And I really mm -hmm. think that um, that by kind of personalizing it more, getting your face in all the images, being that face of your company you know, um, introducing your customer to yourself instead of the general we of the whole company um, can go a long way on the customer service side, even, you know, making it feel more personal. Yeah. And you're, yeah. and you're right. Cause I use we a lot too. And people look at me and go, how many people you got working for? I'm like, ah, it's just me, mm -hmm. but it, but it sounds better when you say we, because as a business it's, it's we. So no, I think you got a good point there. You know, Chris, I had to learn it the hard way is I was in Sun Valley, Idaho, one of the most wealthiest communities, you know, in the country. And I had that mentality because I just come out of a corporate position of, of you know, uh, of having a massive, biggest staff as I needed. We'd go buy a new company. Um, I'd go in and, and take it over and I would say, hey, I need this, this and this. And I got it. Right. Well, so then I go into my own small business and I keep that corporate America style going. And it took me about two years to figure out these these cats aren't buying from corporate America. They're buying from Rennie. Right. They want Rennie in involved in it. And Chris, to your exact point, man, the second I backed off of that nonsense, I skyrocketed. My value went through the roof. I could charge a lot more money for what I was doing. And I was like, duh, you know? <laughs> and it's something that we, we still today. So, Chris, you nailed it, is that there's pride, especially for me, coming up through the ranks as a small business, there's pride for me buying from a small business. 
is that I seek a small business out. And if, I, if I've got a chance to work with somebody that's a 10-man team where I've got the same, I'm looking for uh, PDR, and I've got, there's a big shop, but I've got a guy that's him and maybe one other person, I'm going to go with the guy with him and one other person. The reason why is I'm getting the main dude working on my vehicle, and I like yeah. that connection. So it was a lesson learned. So great point, Chris. And so tell us one lesson, one lesson, hard, good, bad, doesn't matter, good, bad, ugly, that you've learned from business they would like to share with people. What's one big lesson you've learned? Oh, man. Um, so you should have taken the notes. Yeah, yeah, maybe I should have. Um, no, so so one lesson that I think I've learned is um, you can't be afraid to, to hold your ground. Um, you know, and that's, that's, you know, kind of, again, a big thing with this industry is I think a lot of, you know, people come into it, um, when you're starting out, you're a little unsure of yourself, you're unsure of your pricing, you know, so you you might be charging X amount of dollars and the client comes in and goes, well, you know, the guy down the road will do it for whatever. And you, you kind of cave to it, you know, and, and it's hard, especially when you're starting out, but that's the one thing that I've learned now is I started getting more successful and, and, and more clientele when I started raising my pricing and holding firm to it because clients, especially the ones that are doing their, their due diligence and, and calling around or they're doing research on whatever they're looking for, they know a price point of what they should be paying. So if you're in that price point or higher, they know, you're the guy to go with. If you're under that price point, they might be like, mm, yeah, it's cheaper, but what kind of work am I going to get? And that's, that's the thing, you know, that I, it took me some time to learn is to, my price is my price, right? I mean, we say it all the time in detailing, but hold that line. And, and, and sometimes, you know, somebody might be like, no, it's too much or whatever. And you have to let that client go, you know, because, what's going to happen? You're going to lower your price. You're going to take that client who's going to be a pain in the butt because it's a low, low price client. And 10 minutes later, you're going to get a phone call from somebody who wants that day and was willing to pay your price or more. And now, you know, so hey, let don't, those, don't be afraid. Grow into you. What you yeah. just said, let those the people that can't afford you grow into you. If they're serious and they're going to be a repeat customer on detailing and any business, I don't care what you run, let them grow into you. They're going to keep, they heard about you somehow. They're going to keep hearing about you. And you know what? Their taste, my, you know, I grew up, I didn't know what a rest, nice restaurant was. Right. Sizzler, you know, I, first time I went, I was like, wow, what is this marvelous <laughs> thing? You know, I had to grow in, and I got to be honest, I still like Sizzler, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, don't knock the Sizz. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> So, you know, there's not many of them out there, but I yeah. live in towns in America. There you go. We got one, you know, (laughs) but I think that you're speaking gospel right there, man. You couldn't have nailed it any better. Is that, and you know, being the cheapest doesn't take you anywhere. It's just a fight to the bottom. Now you're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting with the zombies, man. Why do you want to fight with the zombies? You got to get up with the, 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 the sheriff dude and walking dead, you know, that he's got the shotgun, you know, you want to, you don't want to be down with the, the, you want to be with the survivors. You don't want to become a zombie, you know, man. Because once you take that, the, the, I don't know where the hell I had to drink too much coffee. Um, <laughs> once you take that, you know, that bite out of cheapness and you start going down that cheapness, you are, you're, you're a price zombie. 
Takes well, you you're right. And and I, I told a buddy of mine this morning, you know, I, I said, listen, I said the minute, you know, cause it's slowing down, it seems like around here, you know, and I don't know if it's just, you know, that time or whatever, you know, but the thing is, is I, that I try to tell people is, you know, don't cave, don't lower your price because the minute you lower your price, it's going to, it's going to be twice as hard to get your price back to where you were. It's better just to stand your ground you know, you might lose one or two, but there's going to be one or two behind them that'll come come and take it for what you're what you're charging. Great advice. So, you know, as mentioned earlier, I've been a guest on your podcast. Yes, sir. Kind of fun. Love being on it. So, tell us about your podcast. What's it all about? Oh man, it's just it's fun. Um, so the my the way that I explain it to everybody is, you know, when it originally started out was a way for me to reach out to guys and girls in the industry that I look up to, that I admire their work, um, you know, that I would want to talk to, but, you know, I don't know them. And it's and it's kind of hard to, you know, like slide into DMs like, hey, can we be friends, you know, whatever, right? So I wanted it to be that you know, we're just sitting down at a bar table, you know, patio, you know, just having a drink, getting to know each other kind of vibe. Um, and, you know, and then when it started, you know, I did five episodes. I said, you know, let me, let me try five. Let me see how it goes, you know, and five turned into 10 turned into, I don't know, I think we're hundred and something, 40 something now or whatever. Um, but on the flip side of that was I wanted, I wanted every 10th one, to be a topic. I wanted to discuss something in the industry and try to give back some kind of knowledge or information versus just talking to people. So like the first one I had you on with Dan Williams and we discussed um, like the business structure and things of that nature. Um, so eventually the business one or the topic one started coming to me more, more often. Right. And I was like, well, I can't do this every 10th one. And I said, well, I'll do a second episode every week and that one will be topic. Um, so that's kind of how we started. We, we still do one and I'm using Chris's thing. We, I still do one, <laughs> one, one is a Q and a, um, and then I have Jason Bruno from pain assassins who comes on, um, a lot of the topic ones with me and kind of co-host with me. Um, you know, and sometimes he'll bounce, um, an idea off of me that, that he wants to talk about and it's a great topic. And, you know, and so what we try to do is we try to find somebody in the industry that would be great for talking about that. What a great um, dude, too, ain't he? I mean, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, can't, can't complain. No, he's listening. He's listening, so I can't talk oh, about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy. Yeah, so, yeah. But that's me, that's that's kind of all it is. Is it's just a, a hangout. And I mean, even when we do the topic ones, it's it's opinion and it's opinionated. I mean, sometimes I can get a a you know a point counterpoint. I can get both sides. Sometimes I can't, you know, sometimes we all just agree on the one way too much. Um, but again, it's just putting knowledge out there. It's just getting information. That's cool. What, what made you start a podcast? What was the drive? Oh man. I tell everybody I did what everybody else did in 2020. I started a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's COVID, right? What do you do? Um, no, again, it was just one of those, like, you know, I was, I, it was kind of a pain to try to message people on Facebook and, you know, say, Hey, I really admire your work, this and that, whatever. And I thought, you know, maybe if I did it in a podcast form, because then it's not just me learning about that person I'm talking to. It's everybody who listens 
will get to know that person. They'll get to tell their story of how they started, you know, where they're going to, what they're doing, you know, this and that and the other. Um, so it, it, that's kind of how it involved, or, or that's kind of how it evolved was just, you know, I started taking these little messages that I was doing, reaching out and saying, well, you know, let me do a podcast. Podcasts are popular right now. So let me join, no, I, let, me, let me jump in the pool with everybody else. <laughs> I think it's cool that the name of your business and podcast are the same thing. Oh, that's, that's just me living up to my, so I title it as I'm the laziest podcast out there. And that just, that just fits right in because I was too lazy to, to come up with a, with a new, a new title. And honestly, you know, my name kind of my, my, my business name, detail solutions, auto spa, it's supposed to be like, you know, I'm the solution to your detailing problem. Right. So I kind of figured, well, that does fit with the podcast too. Like we could be the solution to the detailing podcast or to the detailing industry. Um, so yeah, it was, there's one podcast that's lazier than yours. I don't know, man. I don't know. Podcast. I mean, we really did. We just stretched it there. Didn't we? I mean, it's just like, wow. You, you know, know, we, we started this one, what, two months before the pandemic. Yeah. 2019. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. In, right um, yeah, and then it, it just everything changed. And it really changed the whole message. We're just now starting to get back to what our original goal was. <laughs> yep. You know, because it just took it down a you know a rabbit hole and it was cool. We had to. We've gotten hundreds of messages saying, Hey man, this, that, you know, thanks. Yeah. So you know, it was definitely worth it. But part of this podcast was also my dream and vision, Chris's dream and vision of what we wanted to do. And, and so we're getting back to that, you know, the roots yeah. of it all. Well, and I think part of it too is as the more you do it, it's going to evolve anyways. I mean, I, I keep constantly telling myself I've got to get back to the roots, right? Like the, the, to use, to use Billy's terms, right? The guys and girls in the trenches, because I've gotten to a point now where I'm starting to get bigger names, bigger, you know, people on and things like that, which is great. I want to talk to them too, but I don't want people to, to be like, you know, man, you're get, you know, you're not taking care of the people like you, you know, that are grinding it out every day. Absolutely. So, so I constantly, you know, like fight myself, like, okay, well, I've got to, you know, get back into, you know, somebody who's just, you know, in the trenches grinding it out. And then we'll go do one with a Rennie Doyle, you know, <laughs> and then we'll go back to, you know. Well, you know what, though, as a person that listens to yours, the thing about having the big names in, I always learn something from it. And yeah. they've been down so many rough roads, yep. and they've been able to smooth it out somewhat. And, and let me tell you, anybody that tells you, oh, man, business, they're full of it. Yeah. Just, you know what? The only thing that happens when you get more money and more success is the challenges change. Right. Yeah. There's still, there's still challenges that just sometimes get bigger. Yeah. No. Yeah, and that's why I like it now that it's kind of become a little bit more broad and a little bit more wide where we're able to, you know, and, and especially with, you know, the help of guys like you. I know I've reached out to you a couple of times to maybe kind of, you know, get help me reach out to somebody to, to inquire about them being on the podcast and just, you know, other people talking to, you know, hey, people I know saying this guy named Chris Woolman. I'll put an in with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, he's a tough guy to get a hold of. That's <laughs> tight, man. Yeah, I know it is. Your schedule's tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, you. I think you've done a great job with it. Well, thank I you. I appreciate it. One of the most important questions I've got, and this was okay. not even on my nose, you got to tell me about that photo in the background because I've been looking at it and it looks – what the hell is on top? Okay, there we go. So <laughs> uh, so, 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 you got to tell me the story about this, okay? I know that, well, tell me there's a story because it's like Seinfeld. 
episode right now. It's driving me freaking crazy to know what that, what the grill on top of the mic and the city and the river and everything means. Tell me, please. And you know, so that that painting means a whole lot to me. So as most people know, me and the wonderful Mr. Aaron Knox have probably one of the best bromances in all of detailing history. I don't care what anybody says or what he says. Um, so. So when Noxy started putting up some of his paintings, I, I reached out to him and I was like, dude, I want a painting. You know, are you just doing it for fun? Or are you commissioning them, whatever? And, and he said, man, I'll, I'll, I'll paint you. He said, what do you want? And I, and I said, man, I just want something detailed, podcast related. And, and he told me that that was stupid to use a better word than what he said. <laughs> And, and I said, okay. So he said, I'll, I'll just paint you something. And I said, honestly, I don't care. Your, your work is amazing. I want something. So, so he came up with this. Um, so it's yeah. King Kong, King Kong sitting on the microphone, looking over the city. And it's because he has so much faith and belief in me that he believes that I'm King Kong podcasting to all of the detailing industry Dude, around I the world I'm so glad i asked that that dude's a remarkable you're remarkable that that now i knew it had to have something behind yeah. it yeah and man i'm glad i, I asked it, you. it ended up costing me more than i wanted to pay even with him you know giving me the the homie hookup but every i mean like because here's the thing right like you're staring at it i'm staring at it because i'm looking at the screen right. so yeah. it you know i I'm always enjoying it. I, I enjoy it every you minute. Know, I could have done one for so. half the price that he did. I'm just telling you right now. But the thing is, you couldn't have told where the mic was, what the river was, if there was yeah. a city. It would yeah. have been one of those is that they would have asked you. It would have been a, a criminal investigation going, tell us what the dots mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and the cool thing is, is it's kind of hard to see. But so like like this little line right here. Yeah. Like he did it in like a – like a um, metallic-y type sil silver. So that's why like when the light hits on it, it kind of like reflects a little oh, bit. That's, oh, yeah, I can see it. I can and see it. Right, right down here, it's hard to see, but it says Detail Solutions Co. That's so, um, so he did some some pretty cool things. And I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, this is how good that he is, is whenever I try to take a picture of that photo um, or that painting, my iPhone puts a little square around the gorilla's face because it recognizes a face. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's funny. That's And if you tell me it looks like me, I'm going to kill you. Um, no, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think so. I think it just looks like a – I don't know if you can – let me see if no, I can try to – That is just – I'm so glad I asked about that because that's just – I don't know if you can is, see it That better. is over the top freaking cool. And the fact that that dude did it for you, he's, yeah. he's unreal, man. I mean, he's just – I haven't had much interaction, but every time I'm around him, I'm just like, holy crud. You can just yeah. tell you're around brilliance. Yeah, you know, really. Yeah. Paint, I'm, maybe I'm, I haven't been paying attention, but I didn't even know he did paintings like that. Oh no, dude, yeah, he, he does a lot of cool shit. You yeah. know, the the, the, the things he does would blow your mind. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that like his brain just doesn't shut off. So he's constantly. I mean, between painting and detailing and coming up with products and yeah. half the other stuff that probably nobody knows you know, about. It's one of those things I ask myself sometimes, Dane, dude, why'd this guy go into detailing? Because he's so brilliant. I don't mean that oh, yeah. way, but I, I mean, because he followed his passion. A lot yeah. of us, I mean, we got into it because it was survival. Is what we did when we were younger to make money. We kept doing it, and we just got we were good at it. And but you know, it's obvious he's got so many other skills, and that's just uh, 
man, I'm glad I asked you. So that yeah. was, was matter of fact, look at I, I even circled it down. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna ask him what that picture is. Well, by hey, the way, Jody, Jody says you look less like a gorilla and more like a bulldog. You know, my, I don't know if I told you my fingers still really hurt. Really, the reason is I skied with Jody this weekend and my fingers were really hurting. I don't know if I told you. That so, hey, Alex, this is awesome. So, Chris, let's go into this. You know, what's your takeaway from today? You know, you got something on there? My takeaway? You know, honestly, we just had it. Now that I think about it, you know, I love the fact that we just learned some cool thing that's not detail related about somebody in the detailing industry. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I think, um, you know, I think, you know, sharing people's talents and passions outside of what we do day to day is pretty cool and important because I think it, it shows, um, that there's just more to us than just making cars shiny. Right. You know, there, you know what it is, and I'm going to I'm going to go right off of that is that I had a couple other takeaways I was going to mention. But I think what I just walked away with is seeing a relationship between the two of you and the fact that he did a painting for you. You paid for the painting, probably a, 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 a damn good deal because it looks like it took him a lot of time. But the fact that the friendship was valuable enough for you two to connect at that level. I think it goes back to, again, talk about the pyramid I talked about in that relationship at the top is that I think it's a good testimonial to you too, both of you, of, of what connections should be. And that's probably going to be a lifetime connection. You know? Yeah, I, I hope it is. I mean, he, he is one of my mentors, you know, as much, as much grief as he gives me on, on social media and Facebook and all that fun things. Um, you know, I mean, I can call him or text him if I've got, questions or issues, not only about detailing, but how, you know, especially with him being a businessman and, and, you know, running, running KXK and thing and reds. And, you know, he helps me with the podcast and what I should do, shouldn't do things like that. So yeah, yeah I, I hope, it, I hope our, our relationship and our friendship is a, is a lifelong one. No, it, it, that, that's killer. So, Hey, we want to take and Alex, thanks for so much for coming on. We want to, you know, Detailing Success, our own program, we want to thank our own company for making this happen. Chris and I, believe it or not, work pretty hard on this, but it comes pretty natural. It's just something that we love. We love hearing from all of you. Uh, Alex, how do they get a hold of you? Um, so they can reach me on Facebook as Alex Russell, um, Instagram, a Russell 5150 um, And then through the podcast, um, the social media is the Detail Solutions Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and um, and uh, YouTube, which I don't really do a lot on YouTube, but every now and then, if we have a good episode, I'll upload the audio to YouTube. Uh, we also have the um, the Detail Solutions podcast discussion group on Facebook. I know it's long, but you know, <laughs> um, but that's the one. That's the page where where we invite listeners and and um, detailers and whoever to come on and you know, give us feedback on the show, you know, tell us what they liked, what they didn't like. That's where we um, ask people to come on and, and shoot us suggestions either for topics or for guests. Right. Um, that's usually where I'll kind of post up any of the news for the podcast, pretty much the, the podcast Facebook page. I'll just post the links to the, to the episodes. Um, but the detail solutions podcast is, is discussion group is the main one. That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks for coming on again. Uh, Thank you for having me.
you I, have to, I, I have to ask real quick is 5150 the best van halen album yes yeah <laughs> yeah well here, here you go you know you've got I, van halen and van Hagar, you know yeah. so you have that discussion right um and, and for me, how about you is but i absolutely love that. i i love them all 5150 i feel no, no disrespect to Dave or even to Eddie beforehand, but I feel like Sammy did something to rejuvenate Eddie on the 5150. And I think yeah. Ed's music on 5150, you know, till, till the end was leaps and bounds over Van Halen 1 to 1984. And Van Halen 1 to 1984 was, you know, some of the most mind-blowing guitar playing in the history of rock and roll. The history of music really um but i but yeah the 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 quality on 5150 going forward and so that's why that's my my favorite i think it's the best that's awesome that's awesome i'd have to agree so hey special thanks to uh the double whack renee dole pns uh, collection again go out and grab your 50 mil legend um also we've got a page that we're promoting is double whack, uh, detail products over on instagram so go that out um, again, we love to hear from you, man. Anybody that you got some input on this, we absolutely love it, good or bad. Uh, make sure to follow us. Uh, if you have a topic that's hot to you and you want to hear about it, uh, reach out to us. So you can go direct to me at Rennie at DetailingSuccess.com or Chris at DetailingSuccess.com. So, Alex, sir, it's a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Uh, see you hammering it out. So stay at it and uh, keep pushing the industry forward. So. Everybody take care, and we'll talk to you soon.